out and away we go! Welcome back to Lights Out F1 Podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Claire. I'm Jakob. I'm Jeremy. And we have oh my God, Jeremy on who's today. Who's Jeremy? Oh no. <laughs> Jeremy, who are you? Him, what do you do? Yeah. Uh, I go to Lake Forest College. I'm a Formula One fan. Um, I enjoy, you know, talking about the topics and everything and discussing the season and oh, everything. Uh, so, so favorite driver. Everybody's got to know. Uh, Max Verstappen, uh, Red Bull. Uh, I do want to say, though, I've been a fan of him since, like, 2019, so before okay, he started right. his championship run. That's um, right. But, yeah. Not a bandwagon. All right, so yeah. uh, we're going to get right into the nitty-gritty. we got a lot to talk about today. So preseason testing is over now. Um, I guess let's start off. What are you guys' initial impressions of uh, the season uh, for, I mean, preseason testing? Um, and it, with Bahrain right around the corner, like, what are you guys looking forward to? Uh, Jakob? disappointing for sure i mean as a mercedes fan it didn't look very good day two didn't look very good day three and day one were all right but we we do definitely have a gap to catch up to red bull look pretty good mm-hmm. um ferrari also looked pretty good and apparently aston martin made the leap somewhere so yeah um, um mclaren mclaren can hold that l um <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i mean it was it was interesting to see uh what happened like testing and with the weekend i think with this weekend with the new year wing that um, mercedes brought i think um maybe less drag more straight line speed um we might have closed we might close the gap to ferrari but not so much to red bull yeah uh jeremy red bull obviously still at the front what are you looking Mm -hmm. forward to for it what are your thoughts on testing I mean, I think that you know, they're just building off of last year and uh, they're just making their car better uh, so it's faster to get those couple tents uh, on the, the rest of the field. I'm also impressed by Williams because they've uh, brought down their, their times by several tents and uh, they look really good, especially with Without a technical Arden. director. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Without a technical director. Yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah. Um, Logan Sargent, I'm super excited for him to come in. Um, he looked really good during testing. And Williams, Aston Martin, obviously, you know, you, you got to bring up the uh, the uh, Lance Stroll wrist situation. Yeah, that was super interesting. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. excited to see how he does because he just had surgery on that wrist. Yeah, um, he, got but, no, he had no preseason testing in. Mm-hmm, no preseason testing. Um, Djurgovic did really well. Uh, yeah. I was super impressed by that. But uh, yeah, overall, I'm excited about Red Bull and everything. And I think Mercedes are going to come in and shake things up. Uh, hopefully, it'll be a, a three-way fight this season. That would be super interesting to see. But yeah, I'm most impressed by Williams, how they, they improved. Uh, Claire, that. your initial. <laughs> yeah, I love it. They're my favorite team, dude. I don't care yeah. if they're P10 or not. I'm just happy. Um, yeah, Claire, mean... your thoughts on preseason testing? I mean, Red Bull just showed that they're going to have another great season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as we said, Aston Martin, they're looking like they're going to be P4. Um, mm-hmm. Although, I I highly, like, I really think that uh, Alpine is sandbagging. Um, oh, yeah, 100%. I think they're yeah. going to mm-hmm. show up um, this race week, weekend. So, it's hard to say where Aston Martin and... and uh, Alpine stand. I think Alpine might yeah. come out on top just because we know that they've had a good car. Um, and Aston Martin just 
hasn't been there yet. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Fernando Alonso sneaks his way up into the P- P5 situation uh, this, yeah. this weekend. Um, Jakob, I'm going to get to you last because Mercedes, we have a lot to talk about there, but I'm going to still stay on Claire uh, with McLaren. They have a lot of work to do, obviously. Uh, it seems like they came into preseason with the same problem they came with, with last year. Maybe not as big, but I mean, we saw them um, heating on duct tape in order to make sure that their front wheels are still working properly, which is not as bad as last year, but still pretty bad. Um, and they also completed the least laps in uh, preseason testing this year. Do you think that's actually going to affect him? Because in today's story, Lando obviously said, you know, maybe it's not as bad as they're making it out to be. But fewest laps, you have a rookie, a team that seems like it's moving backwards. What do you think's going on? Yeah, I mean, it's just that happens in, in the first race and in testing for a lot of teams. There's a lot of, uh, you know, there's no re- reliability going on here. Um, I want to, I wanna like, you know, believe Lando and what he's saying. But, um, you know, I read that same article I was like, okay, well, at least he's saying something because if he didn't, then it would just be like, what are we doing here? Um, mm. So, but, I, you know, I think they're going to be fine. Um, mm. They'll come with some upgrades uh, and they'll get you it figured out. think they'll start the year off like they did they, last they year? Might, they might start off on the wrong foot, but I feel yeah. like they'll, they'll get back up to the fighting pace. Okay. Um. Jeremy, obviously, like you said, a Red Bull fan, uh, clearly still at the top. Do you think they were sandbagging, or is this actually a pace? Um, and I guess, who do you think is going to be their closest cont- uh, contender this season? Because obviously, they're still at the top. Their pace in preseason testing, um, on average, was faster than most other teams' race pace during last year's Bahrain Grand Prix. So um, is it a matter of them not caring about like taking care of the engine? Is it a matter of them sandbagging? And uh, I guess... Do you think it's still going to be Ferrari in that title fight with them primarily, or do you think there's going to be like a dark horse coming out? Um, I think that, yeah, so Ferrari's definitely going to be a, a big contender. Um, their car is amazing. Um, they've basically kept up so far. And mm. uh, it's their driver lineup is obviously the same, but Charles Leclerc is definitely 100% in the title fight. Um I think behind the scenes, Ferrari needs to like change their uh, strategies and stuff like that to really support their drivers. Also with Fred Vassar coming in, um, that's gonna be a big change. And I think that since Charles Leclerc has worked with Vassar in the past, um, he feels comfortable with him. He has confidence in him and uh, that's gonna be a big part of it. Someone familiar, um, I think, Honestly, Mercedes is going to come back really, really hard. Like it's going, they're going to be up on the pace. Uh, the updates they've made to their car and everything, like it's. I'm really hoping it's going to be a three-way title fight. But Red Bull has been so solid the past two years. Um, they've developed a great car, and I think that they're still going to stay on top. But I'm hoping that the the racing fights uh, still go on and stuff like that. Like making sure that keeps it interesting uh the drivers are fulfilled like they're they're doing the best they can and they have the support behind them uh patrick are you yeah, wearing so... patronus blue no actually this is a columbia shirt it's fishing gear <laughs> but um on the topic of um mercedes obviously Jakob, we know you're the biggest fan of them here um at least 44 for life for you i guess um clearly mercedes have fixed their porpoising problem we basically saw none of it outside of the 
Pratt characteristics. Um, so they've got that under control. The car seems to be creating like a much more um, distinct DNA, but Mercedes still wants to into their side pod design, maybe taking a little bit of Ferrari towards the back end of the top fin, maybe. Um, do you think that Mercedes were sandbagging at all, or do you think it's them mainly just tuning down the engine just a little bit while testing out the car? Um, do you think they're closer to Ferrari, or do you think it's still going to be that like same gap that they had last year, and they'll have to close it up a lot more this year? I think that they're closer to Ferrari. I think I'm sure there's a little bit of sandbagging. Everyone sandbags in testing, and yeah. Mercedes are like famous, famous for it. For it. Like, yeah, it's like oh, but like um, I I think they're still obviously the gap to Red Bull is like it's significant. Like I think Lewis said today that it's significant. Um, but I think the gap to Ferrari might have closed down by a couple of tenths just so, solely because the new rear wing, I think I saw pictures of it today. It's it's sort of similar to Red Bull and Ferrari with the uh, sort of the dip in the middle. Um, yep. so, still higher downforce, I think, than um, Red Bull. But um, I think the gap is closed up to Ferrari. Possibly maybe we might be a tenth or two off. But mm-hmm. um, I think we're definitely in the fight for P2 this again. But I think I also read that I think they're giving the zero pod design another run, but I think at some point they might ditch it for a second concept. Now I think Mike Elliott said that's not true, but um, I would not be I would not be surprised if like midway through the season, if like they're not competing with they're not at the pace of Red Bull, they ditch the zero pod and go for a more Ferrari or Red Bull concept, whichever one they they've decided to go with. Um, but I think motivation wise, I think Lewis and George are heavily motivated. Um, and I think we'll be right there in P2, whether we compete for the championship, um, is, a, I think a dis is, I think a thing that we'll see later in the season. Cause I think yeah. that's when the red, red bulls penalty kicks in for mm-hmm. their, um, mm-hmm. wind tunnel CFD time. I think that kicks in after the reset. So, um, I think the championship is going to be one in George Russell words, mm-hmm. in the middle of the season. So, yeah. Um, yeah can, can I add something yeah. to that? Go ahead. Go for it. I think that George Russell is really hungry. Like, he's got the drive. He's got the pace. He's got everything going for him. And I think that he's really going to be a standout this season. Um, he's going to put the car to full potential and um, really extract everything out of it. And I think he's going to do really well this season. Mm. I, I have um, Kind of uh, on that topic. Wait. Yeah, I, have him, sorry. Sorry, sorry. I have him with a with a boost for the fantasy on one of my teams. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. Oh, we'll talk about F1 fantasy and, in a sec. Okay. No, but I, I just wanted to say if you anyone <laughs> yeah. listening, watching wants to join our league, drop a comment and we'll reach out to you and get you joined mm-hmm. up. Oh, that's such a good idea. I didn't even think about that. That's why um, I but staying on the topic you. of the drivers. Sorry. Um, <laughs> On the topic of those two drivers, uh, if Mercedes were to, let's say, be ahead of Ferrari competing for that title, which of their two drivers do you guys think would be the one actually doing the competing? Because obviously, like Jeremy said, like George is hungry for it. Um, and maybe Lewis is just as hungry, but Lewis he already has seven. Lewis is maybe, seven, so maybe more hungry for that next one. Yeah, I think, per, per, I, mean, I mean, personally, I think it's Lewis because like, mm. I think he's done with the whole, like, because last season he was doing the whole, like, once they knew they were out of championship yeah. contention, he was doing the set. I think he's done with that. I think because mm. he's only, he hasn't, I think the only thing that's stalling this, that's stalling his contract for next for the next two or three seasons is the performance of the car. Because if, mm. if he feels like he's going to have to do testing on setup and not compete for a title, like, 
I don't think he's going to sign a contract. So I think he's done with the whole testing of setup. I think that, I think that when it comes to like, like maybe possibly if you're beating Ferrari, I think Lewis is going to have the upper hand in that just because like last season, George didn't really fight anybody. He like, and the one time that he did fight Carlos, he punted him off at, in Austin. So like, <laughs> so and that wasn't even um, actually fighting Carlos. That was actually trying to battle Lewis to the, to the first corner. Yeah. And like, <laughs> that shows like he, he like battling Lewis and then punted Carlos off. So yeah. like how that, I mean, like, I think 50, 50, but like, Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lewis will have the upper hand for for just on top if you're competing for like actual like points, podiums, yeah. wins. I think Lewis will have the upper hand based on experience. Yeah. Can we talk about hot chili pepper Carlos Sainz? Because I think this might be his year. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean I, maybe I, not I, I, win, but maybe shine at Ferrari, because Patrick mm-hmm. told me something about uh, his relationship with Rasser go on oh yeah okay so fred Rasser um recently in an interview actually said that he wanted carlos Sainz back when he owned off romeo or not owned but was um team principal he wanted carlos on the same team with charles and so now he has what is in essence his dream lineup so i'm kind of curious um earlier when he first came onto the team he was like i want to give both my drivers you know an equal chance equal opportunity um and everybody knows like you know he brought leclerc up he made him the driver that he is and basically brought him into Ferrari as that number one type of driver. Um, but now he has what is in essence both of his favorite drivers and neither of them I don't think he's going to want a favor. Um, so do you guys think he's actually going to be able to uphold that or do you think they're going to go with a much more no. like maybe Mercedes type of philosophy where whichever one's ahead at the halfway mark is going to be the one that they like cater towards? You, I think you have a bold assumption that Fred Vasseur is like manages everything. Mm-hmm. Ferrari historically has their chairman interfere in basically a lot of decisions. So mm-hmm. and Charles Leclerc is their golden boy. Yeah, that's so true. I think true. you see, yeah, go for it, Jeremy, go for it. I mean, I see like so last season, like in in France, you know, Carlos has that drive to you know call his own shots, and it it worked out when he did that overtake on Paris, um, yeah. and like. I think that it's better to let the drivers fight for themselves rather than intervene. And I think that Fred Vassar, knowing that he has a great driver in Charles Leclerc um, and an amazing driver in Carlos Sainz, um, I think that this year is going to be a little bit, they're going to take a step back and hopefully like let the drivers like drive instead Mm -hmm. of telling them, Hey, hit now in the middle of a massive fight between Perez (laughs) or like, Hey, uh, I know you're faster, but like you need to let Charles pass. I'm like I'm confident that with him coming into Ferrari, they'll be able to like you know mix things up a little bit and let the drivers drive instead of doing more team orders type of stuff. Yeah. Here's so I mean, I agree okay, with that. Strategy is like I think their strategy will be big improved, like massively improved this season. I think they they they. Um, appointed a new strategy director this season, Fred Rousseau did, and all of that. But I, I still think that when it's all said and done, they're gonna favor Charles over Carlos Sainz because he's like he's famously been Ferrari's golden boy for like the last like since 2019. Mm. And the risk of losing him like at the end of his contract is too high for them to be saying no, we're gonna give our drivers equal opportunity. Maybe the first like few races, yes, they'll give them equal opportunity. But when it comes down to it, Charles Leclerc will be heavily favored uh, when it comes to fighting for a championship. 
Yeah, so kind of stay on this topic. Um, Claire, I do have questions for you later about McLaren and where they are. But um, Ferrari being the team that's between both uh, Mercedes and uh, Red Bull, respectively, your favorite teams, um, which like which of your drivers do you think competes with uh, Charles Leclerc the most? Like, obviously, we know that uh, Max will probably be driving off into the sunset. But do you think Checo still mounts up this fight against Charles this year with the approved Ferrari? And do you think that Lewis or George are going to be able to actually like compete with Carlos or Charles at all for this P2 spot? Maybe Jeremy can go first. Let Jeremy go. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh... I think Checo is uh, is definitely uh, a contender, you know. Um, mm. He's got a rocket ship of a car. Um, he is a great driver, as he's shown. He's He won, what, three races last season. Um, he's followed up time and time again, and he's, he's consistent. He's mm. very consistent. And um, I think that, you know, Charles is a great driver, and he's got – arguably like just as good as a car. So I think Checo can keep up and everything. And it's going to be a close fight uh, just as it was this year. Like um, Checo just overtook him in points in the last race and everything. And, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. I think it was one point off. uh, Charles won uh, over Checo. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, yeah. 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 It was very last race. Um, Lewis Hamilton, George Russell, who challenges Charles more? <laughs> of course it's yeah. not even because like it's not even like i think both of them i think both of them could eat honestly i think both of them could easily like beat charles leclerc in a straight fight i think mm-hmm. george russell is i think charles leclerc is talented over one lap but i think george russell has the talent over a, the entire race distance to beat charles leclerc because if you notice as soon as things don't go his way don't go leclerc's way he loses motivation a lot and of, i think yeah. george he loses like a lot of it and like I think George Russell is built from different, different gravy in the words yeah. of Sergio Aguero, different gravy. So I think <laughs> he will, I think he, over a straight, over a championship fight, I think both Lewis and George could easily beat, mm. well, not easily, but like could beat Charles Leclerc, um, just like as a, as a, as driving ability stands, I think they all might be equally talented if Lewis might be a little more, but like, um, I think George Russell and George Russell and Lewis easily beat Charles. Um, okay, so last question for you, and then I'm moving on to midfield because big three, we could talk about them all day. Um, obviously, both Lewis and George are heavily favored in the Mercedes team, um, and I don't think Toto is going to have much of a problem with how good his drivers are. Um, but do you think if the, the car is actually competitive this year and the drivers are competitive with each other this year, do you think we're going to have another situation where it's hard to like force team orders on them, uh, somewhere like a Nico Rosberg type situation with Lewis? Um, I think... If it's competitive enough for a championship and you're competing with, obviously you're competing with Max Verstappen, mm-hmm. at some point he will have, I think Toto Wolf will have to say, listen, whoever's ahead yeah. by the summer break or whoever's ahead at a certain point, that's who's getting favorability. And I think George Russell might not like that. Lewis will definitely not like that. But I think Lewis has enough maturity and experience to realize that bringing the championship back to red Bull, back to mercedes is more important than like than just individual honors mm-hmm. and so you know he'll i, I think obviously as a biased fan i think personally he'll be ahead if they're competing mm-hmm. for a title but i think i don't think it's gonna be a huge problem i think if there's any problem it might actually be from george russell's and just because he's a young guy and he wants yeah. like, he wants to win and wants to compete so 
And in the situation where they're not in that title contention, where it's just them competing, let's say P3, maybe P2 with Charles, um, do you think they have the problem of still no. like making one go? Okay, so you think the uh, total will let them race and let them? Yeah, I think because like yeah, because I think that like this like it's like in Formula One, if you're not winning, you're losing. So yeah. like, like I don't think I don't think it matters to Lewis whether he. So I guess at the people. point of like not title contention, it's really just about beating your teammate. Yeah, at that point, it's like beating your yeah. teammate and getting P2 or like P2. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, off the big three, uh, Claire, uh, we talked about how McLaren might be moving backward. There might be some optimism, might not. Love the shirt. Um, how do you see McLaren matching up to Alpine or even Aston Martin, who might come up as a surprise drive? Okay. Maybe so... even Alfa Romeo. Dude, Alfa Romeo is like, we haven't talked about them yet, but they showed yeah. up. Interesting. Um, they showed up and out. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, McLaren, like their their race sim pace was like P four though. So it's like they might not qualify well, but I feel like they'll do better in a race than we think. Um, mm-hmm. than anyone's wanting to to believe right now because you guys are all haters. Um, I'm not hating on them. <laughs> I'm just basing it off what I see. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Well, I just think that you know. They're they're gonna take their time and and do do okay, but like yeah. In the meantime, Alfa Romeo, dude, they're they're looking at some upgrades from like in the first race and the fourth race. So like, they might make a little bit of a jump on McLaren if they don't keep up. Um, and then obviously Aston Martin, like I'm worried about them. Like obviously probably not Lance Stroll with his recent injury. Um, yeah, I feel like they probably should have had Drogovic. You should be worried about Lance Stroll in general, honestly. Dude, wait, I should. <laughs> okay, so be here's the thing, right? Um, not to. Yeah, he he shouldn't be worried about Lance um, Stroll in general. <laughs> I mean, but, okay, but so here's my the thing right about car, Lance he's like a fine driver. Like he gets more crap than he should probably, but, mm-hmm. but he's he's a he's a an Alex Albon type driver. He's an Alex Albon type. He's driver. better than Alex. I don't think Alex Albon like that. Let's not do Alex like that. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, here's my whole thing about it, right? I think we might have given like obviously Lance. We all we all know he's a paid driver, and the reason he's in that team is because Dad owns the team. So we're not gonna take away from that fact. But also, I think um, as Lance has gotten more time in the cars alongside more renowned drivers like Seb and like Fernando, he's definitely become a better driver. When he was in those situations in like the racing point where he had to compete against, you know, his own teammate who wasn't a world champion, who maybe wasn't as good as all these top tier drivers, he wasn't like a kind of like a made driver at that point. You could tell he still it was still the money driving for him. Um even though he had pole positions, even though he had P three finishes. Um also it was because the racing point was not the most fair car. Um but I think Towards the latter half of the year, Lance Stroll actually showed up himself. I mean, he put the Aston Martin in a lot of Q3s. Um, he put it into points finishes. I think he had the most uh, <laughs> P10 finishes on any other driver last year in like seven or eight races, which isn't much. I mean, it's still a point. Lewis didn't even know it was a point in Saudi Arabia. Um, but I think Lance has a good chance here with Fernando alongside him to actually become a major driver. And I think um Lawrence Stroll his dad is probably waiting to see how he ends up after these two years with uh with Fernando because I think after being alongside two multiple time world champions for four years 
it really kind of will tell whether or not he's worth keeping in the seat and whether or not it's worth looking elsewhere to have other drivers. Um, but kind of bouncing off of what Claire was talking about, Alfa Romeo, I do want to know what you guys think about them. Um, obviously, they're in a transition period, so I'm kind of curious to know how you guys feel about them being partnered with Audi, um, their whole weird team principal, team representative situation. Valtteri Bottas. It has to be said. Yep. Valtteri Bottas. Is it Chad? <laughs> I love his new look. His new look is absolutely on point. I love it. I love well, it. We did talk about his mullet and mustache and the, his yeah. uh, Australian, <laughs> his yep. Australianness, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. But what do you guys think of the Alfa Romeo is going to do this year? Because it's kind of interesting. They're not slow at all, and maybe it's like preseason testing showing. But um, you know, the Ferrari power unit it seemingly apparently is fixed, which is a problem that Alfa Romeo ran into more times than not. So, do you guys think this moves them up the field, or do you think they hold like P6? What are you guys thinking? Yeah, I mean, I. Uh... I really think they're going to do well this year because uh, mm-hmm. last year they showed their potential with everything, uh, like their uh, finishes and everything. Uh, Guo Zhenyu, Joe Joe Guanyu, yeah. um, finishing in the points on his first race, and Botas uh, showing really fast pace and everything. Um, it's just I hope they fix their reliability because the reliability was like one of the biggest things last season. So mm. many DNFs, um, so many potential points finishes, but just the reliability was the big problem, and I hope they can fix that. But I do, seeing from testing, I think they are faster this year. Jeremy, you say I mean, Botas as like your uh, Zach Brown <laughs> <laughs> talking about him in Battery Botas. Battery Botas. Yaka, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, experienced driver, Joe Guan Yu, clearly getting a bit more pace behind him. What do you see out from AO? I think, listen, McLaren might be in a little bit of trouble right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think, listen, with, well, you know what you get with Valtteri. It's you get a reliable driver who's good with quality, good on race day. Like, obviously, he's not, like, a world champion, but, like, he's a reliably consistent, consistent driver. So with that combined with, like, he's, like, okay, Guan Yu Zhou hasn't, ha- isn't, like, hasn't had, like, a title. I, don't, I actually don't, is he an F? He's not an F2 title winner, right? Uh no, he I think at second place uh in twenty twenty one. And so like I mean Don't he's a good driver. He's a reliable driver. He scored points. Like you've got like a reliable lineup um within that team. Like I think him them and Haas, like very reliable lineups. So like I think it's it's going well and I think they will compete for P five, P four, hopefully maybe. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun to see like Valtteri, Guan Yu Zhou, Fernando Alonso, Lance, and uh, like Al- both the Alpine drivers compete for that one, like those two positions right there. Mm-hmm. And as far as their team principle goes, I mean, listen, if it works, like if this whole team representative thing works and like Andreas Seidel is sitting on the sides, if it works, it works. Like it's proven to work so far. Their car is pretty fast. Like testing mm-hmm. went pretty well for them. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not hating on it, but I mean, you know, uh, yeah, I don't really have anything to add. I mean, I think at some point, like when Audi finally com- completes the takeover and starts mm-hmm. like sort of it's branded as Audi, when yeah. I was Audi, it'll be like you know they'll have a set team principle. But if it works until that point, then you know you can't don't kick it till it's like yeah uh, whatever things. <laughs> um, on the topic of Alpine, uh, 
Claire, obviously number one contender with McLaren for P uh, P four last year. Where how do you see them doing? Because I think out of all teams, they are by far the most obvious sandbaggers. Uh, they did no soft yeah. tire running, no fast laps, just clocked in the second least laps. Um, and the drivers and the team principal seem way too confident for such a low number of laps and obviously no real lap times. Yeah, I mean P four P five team wise is going to be Aston Martin and Alpine duking it out. Um, mm. right away. Uh, I feel like McLaren's gonna drop behind them and possibly fight with Alfa Romeo. So it just it, it is what it is and <laughs> we're just mm. we're gonna keep it there. Um but Haas is also gonna be in the fight. So yeah. it's like well, I wanna jump to the list. Um Jeremy, so uh Alpine Two French drivers, obviously both some proven race winners. Esteban Ocon is their golden boy. We all know that. But now that two French drivers on the same team, maybe he's not their favorite driver anymore. Maybe they compete with each other more than Fernando and Esteban did. Uh, where do you see them at the end of this year, especially with like knowing if the car manages to keep up the pace that it had at the end of last year? Yeah, no. I, I don't think it's a matter of like the two French drivers. That's what's different, like differentiating them. I think that uh, Gasly is definitely super experienced and he's worked several years with a lot of years with Red Bull and he's a, he's a very experienced driver. Um, I think that Ocon is a proven race winner. So is Gasly, um, but they've only won one race each and they have a long way to go. Um, I think I agree with you that they, that Alpine has been sandbagging and I think that both drivers can extract as much as they can out of the the cars and everything. I don't think there's going to be many team orders because Gasly is just coming in and everything, and uh, Ocon is has obviously has been with them for several years. Um, you know, it, it it's kind of a toss up. Uh, I think they're going to take this season to see how they both do, mm-hmm. and then they're going to go from there. But I think Gasly will extract more out of the car in my opinion um he's super excited to switch teams and he wants to prove to them that he can be the number one driver mm-hmm. and so i think it will be super interesting to see interesting hot take indeed yeah uh Jakob, so the alpine team obviously they have their 100 race to plan 100 race plan to get closer to the top three do you think they'll actually manage to close up the gap to let's just say mercedes since they were p3 last year or like uh, I think the gap was what, like almost 300 points between third and fourth place. Do you think they're closing that gap up to maybe, let's say, 250 or 200 points? I think they will. I, I mean, I could see them competing for like maybe one or two podiums this season. Mm-hmm. You would hope like you would see someone other than the Nexus happen and one of the Ferrari or Mercedes yeah. drivers on the podium. But um, I think the worry with Alpine is that. Um, the driver lineup, I, in my opinion, I think Esteban Ocon has a slight edge over Pierre Gasly, but I think they're also the same driver, essentially. Mm-hmm. To me, they're the same driver, just Esteban Ocon is a little more aggressive when it comes to overtaking and like uh, racecraft. I think he's a more aggressive driver. Mm-hmm. I think Alpine have to be worried about those two not running into each other, honestly. Yeah. Like, uh, I have good money on the fact that they'll be the first two teammates to crash into each other. Well, yeah, so, so um, you think that their whole, like, Otmar's whole thing and both drivers saying, like, you know, the past, the past, it's behind them, you think that's not entirely going to hold up on the racetrack? 
Um, no, I think what, like, I just think, like, Esteban Ocon is aggressive. Pierre Gasly has something to prove. That's not a good combination in my point, in, mm-hmm. in my point of view. Um, and also, Otmar, snapped, uh, Otmar has been hyping up this whole Pierre Gasly thing. Like, yeah. if you watch Drive to Survive, he was like, oh, if I, if I had, like, Pierre Gasly and Oscar Piastri, I'd sign uh, Pierre Gasly, which is all oh, well wow. and good. So, he said that on Drive to Survive, right? I think on when like I, the episode. I've yeah. only watched the first episode, so I'm not oh, sure. Oh shit! Yet. My bad. Wow. <laughs> you were like way behind, dude. Well, okay, <laughs> I'll wait to watch it. Was clear, but okay. Um, but I think, um, yeah, I think they have a little bit to worry about on team hmm. on. Okay, was you fashion. saying this like after Oscar already like <laughs> was like nah? Yeah. Or... Yeah, this is like the episode that, that they covered sense. McLaren and the okay. whole fight between so McLaren and Alpine. Okay. It's a good episode. Oscar, Watching that is really funny. Oscar wasn't going his way, so he's like, ah, I know I can get Pierre. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm, put that he's like, there. I'm going to be petty about it. And, which, yeah. okay, I Dude, guess fine, based on experience, you take so Pierre Gasly. <laughs> but, like, based on experience, you take Pierre Gasly, fine. Sure. Like, I think, uh, like, everyone has said Oscar Piastri is the next best thing after Max Verstappen. So, you know, I think you give some credit to those rumors and some credit to his F2 title and all that. And, you know, you see where see where he ends up. So. Um, I, moving I, backwards on I the grid. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I do agree, like, with Jakob, like, seeing, uh, seeing um, Ocon fighting with Alonso for his life, like, trying to keep him back, almost crashing into him. I think that Gasly is going to be interesting when the uh, when they race each other because Gasly has, as you said, something to prove. But like Ocon has shown that he's willing to do anything he can to keep his anyone behind him, even his teammates. So like it's going to be, it's definitely going to be a scrap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like just like a final point on that. Like Gasly hasn't really fought anybody. Like he's fought. Yeah, he, he dominated Yuki. Max dominated him. Yeah. So fair. like, who is he really fought? Like. Aside from Danil Kvyat, but like, was that really a fight? Not really. <laughs> so that Kvyat's best days were behind him. So yeah. you know, I think it's going to be a tough year for Gasly. Mm-hmm. Like Ocon is not going to just let him. Oh yeah, you can go ahead. Like no, it's going to be a battle for him. Um, moving backwards on the grid. Um, Haas. We all know we have some high expectations for them going towards the second half of the year. But for now, we have two very well-known, very midfield-heavy drivers. Um, and I think they had the closest margin when it came to fastest lap time at the end of uh, preseason testing. What do you guys think goes on there? Do you think that, similar to like that Pierre gasly Esteban Ocon situation, they actually let the pass be the pass and they just go for points? I mean, obviously, that's what Gunter wants. Um, what do you guys think happens first race maybe with them? Yeah, I mean, I think they're, I, good. I think they're, they're racking. Yeah, go for it. Their points motivated. I think they know that they won't get a seat if they start acting crazy and smashing doors. Um, okay, Mag. Anyway, um, yeah, so I think they're going to be just point scorers. That's low level point scorers. Nothing special mm-hmm. unless it's like just a fluke like K Mag's pull. Um, but yeah, I think Gunter he he finally has what he's been looking for. Um, mm. Haas isn't in a position to like fight for podiums yet, but they can definitely be be fighting for like P10 through eight in any given race. Mm. Uh, uh, Jeremy, Jakob. Yeah, I'll go. Um, 
I honestly think they're going to be competing for like P4, P5 um, in the championship. Well, that's good. I, I'm, I'm a big believer. My, my freaking constructor team for like one of them. I would need the points. Okay. Well, that might have been a that might have been a bad decision, but <laughs> you just said they were going to be competing for P four. No, I mean, in the sense of like, you know, end of the year. End of the year might have been a, yeah. it might be a good decision, but right now, you know, we'll, um, I think I, they'll I still compete. Have time to I think, change it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would if I were you. Um, but um, yeah, I think Nico uh, Hulkenberg and. K-Mags are going to be great. Solid point, solid driver lineup. Um, Yeah. And then I think, like, you know, like, Gunter Steiner wants points, points, and only points. So um, I think they're going to be solid. It's going to be fun to watch them drive because, like, they have more experience than the McLaren lineup. The, well, leaving out the, um, well, the McLaren lineup, the Alpine lineup. uh, Okay, Aston Martin have Alonso, so that's a different, that's a different beast, but um, they have. It's going to be a tough year for. Um, I think McLaren Alpine. They're going to have some stiff competition this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jeremy, your thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, Haas. They have a a serious lineup this year. I mean, Nico has shown and proven himself many times again. Um, their car, especially with the Ferrari power unit, it's going to be pretty strong as long as reliability again holds up. Um, and I think that they've shown this past year that they've taken a great leap and they've kind of proven that they can take the steps to better the team and get a faster car, more pace and stuff like that. And I think that, you know, they're real contenders for P5, P4 this year as well. Like I agree with Jakob, like they have a really good car, especially since a lot of their parts are from Ferrari because they, they're partners. Um, that's not their parts. They just have the engine from Ferrari, but they do have a manufacturing uh, slot yeah. time. So they make their own parts just in the Ferrari facility. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they can learn a lot from them. And uh, just really with their driver lineup, they can like take a boost off of that. And I think they're real contenders this this uh, this season. Mm-hmm. Um, before I jump into more of the midfield, uh, the back two teams are just going to lump them together. It's really hard to differentiate the two just because both teams have one ex- experienced driver on one rookie um alfatari and williams i don't see them changing positions from p9 p10 i don't think williams are quite in the position to move from p10 i think they're working on much more internal structure especially with the new team principal their need for a technical director and their need for logan Sargent to just get more um experience under him i don't see him being like more than 10 points this year tops um maybe alex will get more out of the car um even though jeremy like you said they're getting more speed um and i think it's going to be the same type of problem with um alfatari they have uh yuki i don't think he's ready to be a team leader um and it might like Jakob said in previous episodes it might be his last year if he can't pick up the pace um nick devries might actually roll all over him uh but what do you guys think about the bottom two teams Nick DeVries is going to dominate Yuki Sonoda. I have big, yeah. I am a big, big Nick DeVries fan. I think Nick DeVries is criminally underrated as a driver. Mm-hmm. Um, he's achieved just as much as George and um, uh, Charles have, I think. So I think he's criminally well, I could arguably say more since he's a Formula E champion. Yeah, yeah. he's a Formula E, Formula 2, F3, I think, yeah. as well. F3, yep. yeah. 
like he will dominate Yuki, and I think the whole plan is eventually to try and, if he's good enough, to try and get Nick into the Red Bull seat. Mm. Um, so if not, then hopefully the Mercedes seat. You know, fingers crossed. Mm. But um, I mean Williams. Listen, I think it's a it's gonna be a slow season for them. It's gonna be a long yep. season for them. Logan Sargent is not James Lowell's appointment. He's um. A previous uh, Reigns appointment, he's Jos Capito's appointment, so I think he's gonna have a tough season ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, um, I think if he doesn't prove himself, I could see him lasting like maybe a season or two, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Do you not believe in like the yeah. power of having an American driver with? I do not this no. market right now. Like I do. Yeah. You do not believe like, Red Bull like, is bet on Danny Ricardo yeah. just doing like press because he's he's going to America for press. So having an American driver, I feel like, will bring a lot of value to Williams. Yeah, but like, so the thing is, like, I could I could give you instead of like Logan Sargent, right? Okay, yes, he has the thing that he has raced in F two, raced in F three, etc. But Talent-wise, would you have Logan Sargent, or would you try and eventually try and go and get Colton Herta? Because Colton Herta is like Colton Herta is going to freaking Andretti if they become a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, gonna... but wouldn't? Yeah, no, no, would I try agree to get statement. Colton Herta, but I don't think he is going to want to go to Williams. Yeah, but the hypothetical hypothetical situation: Andretti enters in twenty twenty six. Let's just say this season, Colton Herta racks up enough points to super license points to get he, into F one. He has a contract with Andretti, so it'd only be with his blessing. I'm 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 not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying that would you as an as a team as Andretti? Let's just say you're getting that team in in twenty. Would you not want Colton Herta to get F one experience? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in like I'm for Logan Sargent. Huh? I'd I'd rather have somebody who has direct formula experience rather than someone in IndyCar. We don't have anybody mm-hmm. on the grid. No, but Colton um, Herta's a real talent, though. Hold on, hold on. We have no IndyCar drivers on the grid, and I think that's for a reason. We have a Formula E driver on the grid, and we have people who come from different Formula series, but we've never right now. And I don't think for the past that's a, like that's at a least ten with seasons. That's a super license, not. Yeah, but it doesn't. The the person who scores first place. As long as they have something more than sixth place in IndyCar, they can be in Formula One. The problem with it is that, yes, they, that's all the points they need. Colton Herter was in for two seasons, but his first season wasn't anything special. And that's why he doesn't have enough super license points. I would much rather take somebody who has shown that they're willing to learn and somebody who's had six or seven free practice outings, hundreds of laps underneath them, and somebody who's grown up in my academy over some person who's coming from IndyCar with no formula experience whatsoever. So I think Logan Sargent, in this case, you're still getting that American backing. And not to, you know, toot his horn or anything, but he is from Florida, so you get so much money coming from there and so many more people are going to want to come watch american races when you have a driver who came from what is in essence one of the most popular states so i think logan Sargent is the obvious choice for them and the and jacob's opinion obviously he's not their first choice driver james Wallace wasn't his choice um i think logan was their third choice driver uh they obviously first would have wanted uh oscar piastri that was the original deal obviously we know what happened there 
And then Nick DeVries would have been their next choice, but why would he want to go to Williams if he's getting the offer to join the Red Bull Academy? And so Logan Sargent was clearly their third choice, but the marketing aspect of this, yeah, it's massive, and I would much rather have Logan Sargent, somebody who does have many laps of F1 and F2 experience okay. compared to somebody who's in IndyCar. Okay, but then, like, let's just say he does, because I think, like, you have Pato Award in IndyCar, you have Alex Paulu, mm-hmm. Alexander Rossi, um, Personally, I think Pato Award is a little more talented than Logan Sargent, but so Never seen would you not? Well, I mean, like I How just, I just don't rate Pato Award, Patrick. Come on. No, I mean, I've never, I've never seen him drive an F1 car. Well, has he not done, uh, exactly. Has he not done free practice my... sessions for McLaren? Alex no, he hasn't Wallow done free. Has... He did a, he did one free practice, I think. Um, I'd, I'd still rather pick somebody who's had Formula One, Formula Two experience. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. I'm not Yeah, I think that, you know, I think it's the right fit for him to join Williams because he can get that experience in a Formula One car and he can feel how it is, like, and get that experience. And if he really is, like, what they say he is, he can move up to a different team after a year or two if he can prove himself and stuff like that. But I think Williams is the perfect platform for him to really hone his craft and to get that experience. So maybe it's like a stepping stone, that type hmm. of thing. That um, also, but, I mean, yeah, keep going. But where do you see him stepping up to? Like, he's, I doubt he's getting a Mercedes seat. I think they're going to try and go after no. Charles or Nick mm-hmm. after Lewis retires. Mm-hmm. Alfa Romeo will try and get an all uh, Audi will try and get an all German lineup. Uh, Max isn't going anywhere, and I think if Perez fails to deliver, I think their options are Ricardo, Ricardo or Nick DeVries. Mm-hmm. So the question is, where, like, even if he is, if it is a stepping stone, where do you see him going? Right. It's like, I mean, I think that if he proves himself in a backfield team, um, you know, any of the midfield teams could like take him up, like. Haas, uh, I know Nico's getting older, um, and Magnussen, he was fired and rehired again. So, you know, that relationship is kind of awkward. Um, Also, like McLaren, they have Piastri. Uh, McLaren's a little more iffy because Lando has proven himself multiple times that he's a really good driver and he's super fast. What if Lando leaves? Because he. I mean, they could lose Lando. They could lose Lando. But doesn't he have like a, a another? He's there till he's, he's there till the end of twenty twenty five. Yeah, yeah um, he's got a big contract. So my whole thing about Logan and uh, Williams is I think they're finally at the point where they're ready to start like rebranding the team, like kind of rebuilding yeah. them from the ground up, not going with some team principal from Derby Racing and uh, not going with a technical director from IndyCar, but actually building with an F1 team. And I think that's like getting James Vowles is a huge first step having a um having a team principal who's directly from f1 and i think he's actually looking for a technical director from f1 this is a team that's growing and is trying to i think logan's in the perfect place because uh kind of similar to what jeremy said there he's going to grow with the team and i think james vowels is also going to grow with logan Sargent in that team principal role hot take alert i think james vowels is is there for as long as total wolf is Team principal at Mercedes, <laughs> and then it's James Vowles back to Mercedes. 
Uh, I say Susie Wolf for Williams then. No. <laughs> Susie Wolf is running F1 uh, F1 Academy. F1 Academy. Yeah, she's the directing mm-hmm. manager. Women's mm-hmm. That's yeah. a smart move. Um, okay. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Off the bottom two teams, we could talk about them all day as well. But I want to focus on these five teams in the middle of the table. We have Alpine, McLaren, Haas, Alfa Romeo, Aston Martin. Last year, there was clearly a massive gap for all these. Haas was battling Alfa Tauri for P8. Um, Aston Martin, Alfa Romeo battling for that uh, uh, P6 spot. And obviously, they leveled out on points. And then Alpine, McLaren, uh, who were obviously duking out for 4-5. From what I'm understanding from you guys, obviously, at the start of the season, but you guys think that this uh, f- um, like 2v2v2 midfield battle is going to turn into a five-way race for fourth place? I think so. And then, yeah. I guess, as a dr- as, out of the drivers, it's a tough one, but who do you think out of those five teams comes out on top of that? Like, who do you think comes out as best of the rest? Because Lando doesn't have the car behind him anymore. As much as I hate to say it, I think Fernando Alonso is going to come out best of the rest. I know, as much as so I don't annoying. like him. Oh my god. I do not like Fernando, <laughs> but yeah, I think he's, he's going a, he's a character. to do well. Yeah. I I think he's going to do freaking so well at Aston Martin. Either that or what he's just doing is he's just kissing ass right now at his new team. So I really can't tell if he actually likes the car or not because of that. But It's also a question of did Aston Martin just like blow their budget on like building like a solid car and then just like their development rate just completely drops off towards the end of the season so but if that's not the case and they've built a good car and they're gonna like develop like crazy then i could see fernando alonso being best of the rest um but if they do drop off like i think personally i think has has have got has or alfa romeo have got best of the rest um Ooh. very much in their hands ah take really <laughs> Oh, no, like, Jeremy, what do you have? Actually, no, I'll take Aston off for me. Yeah, I'll stand by I my think guns. Aston Martin built. Uh, I, I I kind of agree with Jakob. I think they built an absolute rocket ship of a car, and they blew their most of their budget, and they're not going to bring many upgrades this season. Mm-hmm. And I think that Fernando Alonso has the perfect platform to go into the team and just absolutely take off. I think he's going to finish in front of uh, all the other drivers, and. I mean, you, you could see from the, the design of the car during testing and everything, like it's completely, not completely different, but like they've made a lot of changes this season. Yeah. And so I think that Fernando Alonso is really going to just like take it and run with it as fast mm-hmm. as he can. Could Fernando Alonso have made a good career choice? <laughs> possibly have made one good career choice. But uh, so I think Alonso was saying that they by the end of the year they're gonna change three fourths of the car, so possibly mm-hmm. that hints at them having further upgrades or changes. I at think least. Dan Bello said they already changed ninety percent of the car for the start of the year, so if they didn't already blow <laughs> okay. their budget on that. How are they changing another seventy five percent? That's so much money. I don't know. Then someone's talking the one team that's gonna blow the budget budget cap, man. Fernando Alonso. <laughs> Fernando Alonso convinced them to blow the budget cap. <laughs> they have the they'll money have to spend money. it. They'll have no budget for catering. <laughs> <laughs> so oh no um, yeah we spend it on food we spend it on food people <laughs> so actually i have uh esther and alcon as the best of the rest i can i can see that um, as well yeah just because i don't think like obviously alpine are sandbagging i think their team's still probably sitting most comfortably in my opinion 
P4. A lot of people are saying, you know, Aston Martin P4. I don't think Alpine are just going to fall off the cliff. And I don't think Aston Martin, even with their upgraded car, their brand new Dan Fallows car, is just going to miraculously jump from P7 to P4 in one year. And I don't think Al, uh, or, um, Alpine are just going to let it happen. And with their driver lineup. Uh, and with their driver lineup specifically, I mean, Esteban Ocon's been in that car. He knows the DNA of that car through and through. And if they didn't change the car that much, like as far as I'm aware, and the only thing that they've stated out loud is that all they do with this car is a massive weight reduction program. Um, they changed the suspension types of the car. I think they changed it from a pull rod to a push rod in the front, uh, which is much more uniform compared with the rest of the grid. But the car, it's not like it's going to be slow. And I think they're still going to hold like true to this really narrow design, this really fast car down a straight line. And with their floor that they had at the end of the year, they were clearly faster. Everybody could see that they were much better in corners than they were, um, let's say, compared to Coda and uh, Sao Paulo. They were so much quicker in corners. So I think um, because he knows the car and because Alpine's not going to just let this happen, I think Esteban Alcon does take best of the rest. And I have Alonso as P8. You have Alonso as P8? Yeah, I don't think I don't think any of the drivers are breaking to the top six. Really? Yes, I don't think any of the drivers from the midfield are breaking into the top six because those are taken by the big three. Should we do our top yeah, ten? Yeah, that's true. Race P8 for wait, 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 hold on. Yeah. P8. So last P8 was Esteban Ocon's and yeah. they finished best of the rest, right? Uh yes, so Alpine finished best of the rest in the constructors. Lando finished P7 as best of the rest in drivers. So where do you expect? Um, okay, well, fine. Okay. I have Lando as P10. Lando is P10. Yes, I'm I mean, having yeah, him falling really far back with that McLaren. It's not anything against Lando. It's not anything against McLaren. It's just comparatively speaking to the rest of the field, I think McLaren have fallen back the farthest. They I mean, will, I think it's because of their back. car, though. Yeah, well, like, you know, if the car is I in, think they're going to lose out on so many points at the start of the year because of it, though. Yeah, and, like, if you if they've built that gap, like, you know, it's... Do you really expect McLaren to complete, like, a Red Bull comeback for, like... <laughs> you don't, like... No, no it's, 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 it's... I mean, possible. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying, you know, it's it's so far out of, like, the realm of possibility for um McLaren that, you know, it's, like... Yeah. Difficult. Difficult. Um. So, kind of on to what was Claire, what Claire was saying, we have our first race of the season right around the corner. We have free practice coming up. We went over all the teams already, drivers and whatnot. So I want to know right now, just off the top of your head, who are your top ten drivers for this race, like in order? As in where they finish? Where they finish? Yeah. Top ten. Uh, I think Max wins. Uh, Charles Leclerc second. Mm-hmm. Lewis Hamilton third. Um, Sergio Ooh. Perez fourth. George Russell fifth. I think Carlos has uh, fallen to sixth in the team in, in the race that he took second in. Yes. Oh my uh, God! You're really hoping for Mercedes. Who take who take your seventh through tenth? I might, I might, I'll call this a sixth. Um, Esteban Alcon, seventh. Actually, hmm. Fernando Alonso, seventh. Esteban Alcon, eighth. Um, Valtteri Bottas, ninth. And tenth. Uh, K Mag? K Mag. Okay. Jeremy? I think Verstappen winning. Um, mm-hmm. Leclerc, yeah, second. 
uh, <laughs> to be honest, I think you have them winning. Uh, you can't complain about this. Yeah, but I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> keep going, Jeremy. Keep going. Um, so Verstappen first, Leclerc second, Russell third. Um, I'm thinking uh, probably like I think Sainz fourth, uh, Hamilton fifth, sixth. I would say Lonzo. Um, You're having Checo lower than sixth. Did I not say? Oh, you haven't put Checo in there at all. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. Perez sixth, Lonzo seventh. Okay. And then um, Botas seventh. Botas eighth. Or eighth. Yeah. Eighth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think DeVries is going to go ninth. Whoa, DeVries, hot take. Yep. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Who got P10 for you? Albon. Alex Albon for P10? <laughs> Dude, this guy's bold. I, I'm with it, though. Okay, that's cool. Yep. Claire, who do you have for your top 10? Okay. We got Max P1, and I'm saying this uh, solely because I want the curse to be I'm gonna. I'm going to get to that. I'll get to it after we get to I promise. Okay. I, will, I, I have so much to say about it. Yeah. Okay, Max P1, Charles P2, uh, Chaco P3, uh, Science P4, Fernando Alonso P5, Lewis P6, George whoa. P7, <laughs> Esteban oh. uh, P8, Valtteri P9, and Lando P10. All right. I'm going to get my top 10, and I'm going to jump to something that Claire sent to me. So, for me, I said Charles winning this race. Um, okay. I think Max, P2. Um, I think Checo, and then Carlos. Uh, Valtteri Bottas finishes P5. Um, I'm going to have George Russell, P6. Lando Norris, P7. Where's Lewis? I'm going to have Lewis, P8. I'm gonna have Lewis P8 uh, and Yo, Esteban Ocon and then Pierre, Pierre Gasly. Dude, wow. Yes. Switching it up a little bit. It's the not trying to disrespect for Mercedes, but I think that people are also underestimating a lot of the top of the midfield. Um, Valtteri Bottas, I don't like. He's he's shown that Alfa Romeo can be fast, and I don't think he's just gonna fall off. Um, but uh, Claire sent me a post yesterday um, about this winning the first race thing if you want to go ahead and talk about it sure sure okay so for like the oh last, i know what he's talking like about. Six i know what she's talking about seasons or yeah. so like whoever's won the season opener has gotten p2 in the championship so this concludes like seb um and then valtteri and then lewis and then charles um they all yep. won the season openers and then got p2 subsequently in the championship mm -hmm. so if max so wins, in 17 18 yeah, so I'm just going to go through it real quick. 17-18, okay. Seb won the first race, got second place against uh, Mercedes. Yeah. 19-20, um, Valtteri won both first races, came P2. Uh, Lewis won the first race, came P2, and then Charles won the ra first race, came P2. So do you guys think it's a matter of confidence? Do you think it's a matter of, like, hey, my car is not, like, you know, my car superior and just kind of, like, kinda ride, high, ride your high horse and not knowing how to go with it? What do you guys think is going on? I think if we're like let's, I think if we take the case of just like because like, let's just take Lewis because he's dominated like the last yeah. few seasons. If you actually pay attention to Lewis Hamilton's approach to a season, mm -hmm. it's the first half is sort of like it's a bit of an up and down situation, and then the second half is when he hits that that next level and kicks it in. 
or the second third, like let's say from the the first third is sort of slow and then like the rest of the two thirds yeah. is like okay kick in um i think this year won't be the case i think if max verstappen wins the first seat just based on the performance of the car if max verstappen wins the first race he's he's i think he's in perfect place to win the title yeah um i think like seb and ferrari you know they had iffy uh strategy reliability car um also lewis is just like had dominates you know dominated i mean didn't dominate but beat him um well and valtteri like if you take the case of valtteri so it's, it's like, just a coincidence that that valtteri got p1 in the season openers but then got dominated for the rest of the season i don't, I don't want to pay attention to his because mercedes never were going to give valtteri a chance to win no, I know. I disagree but, like, with that. How is it a coincidence okay. that he won? No, you can't. You literally, you, you're the only person who cannot disagree with me here. You said in previous episodes, after half a season, Valtteri Bottas was, and I quote, Lewis Hamilton's bitch, okay? So, yeah. you literally yeah, cannot that's, tell that's me. That's based on how Mercedes approached the, the yes, driver thing. But, it's like... But because it happened for so many years, it happened for three years in a row, there's no way that just okay. because Valtteri won the first two races for two seasons in a row, they're going to let him give it a chance. No, 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 fair, fair. <laughs> no, no, fair, fair. But on a on a realistic level, let's just say this whole thing of Mercedes, like uh, by the second half of the season, don't really call like okay, Valtteri is James. Like, don't call preferred strategy. Can you say with hundred percent confidence that you can see Valtteri, like not to not to demean his talent, but can you see mm-hmm. him beating Lewis Hamilton over a season? Yeah. <laughs> I'm with Jeremy. I'm with Jeremy. I think Botas, like, if he was in that car with anyone else, though, like, he probably would have won a Oh, he's running over them. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, yeah, Lewis like, was that much better. Against... Yes. Yes. No, he's I, 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 I sincerely time. do not think that Toto ever was going to give Valtteri a chance to win a championship. But okay, but it up to him. you can think that. But realistically, and and realistically, Toto never gave him the chance to win it. So you can't. (laughs) You can think that, but like based on pure talent, based on based on pure fact, based on pure fact, Toto never never let him. Okay, based on fact, who do you think was the straight fight on the season? Who do you think is winning, Valtteri or Lewis in the straight fight? I mean, uh, Lewis side team. Based on your talent. Valtteri has proven that in that Mercedes, he could have won. A lot of the races. Yes. Okay. Definitely strategy calls. There, James. Yo, Valtteri is James. Move over. Stuff yeah, like that. Season, like, yeah. In seasons like, where nobody else was competitive, they made him move out of the way. Mm-hmm. Like 2020. Yeah, that's off the okay. Off okay. The in 20, in 2020, um, Val, at halfway mark of the season, only the Mercedes drivers could have won the championship, and they still had Valtteri move out of the way. Mm-hmm. For what? What race are you talking about? No, uh, literally race. any race in 2020 nah. after the halfway mark, the yeah, only two drivers that could, only the only two drivers that could have won the drivers championship were the two Mercedes, and Toto wasn't gonna have another Nico Rosberg situation. They okay, moved it, their... Valtteri out of the way 24 seconds. But you can't like you can't argue with that's their that's their approach to whole the teammate strategy thing. That's their whole approach to it. Like you can that's hate the approach, but that is their world approach. titles though. That is that's how you do you win do you, okay seven. Kind of sticking with this, then. Do you think that this happens this year with their two drivers? Because you just said that they're not going to let it happen again. I also, I also think it's a personality thing. I think Valtteri is just like less aggressive than 
George is. George is a naturally an aggressive person. He's had to stick it out for three years in that shitbox of a Williams. Well, okay, so Valtteri think... also stuck it out for three years in that shitbox of Williams. But that, no, but that that shitbox of Williams was competing in the midfield. It Not was competing bad, yeah. in the midfield before <laughs> before they dropped off. You can't use that again. Okay, and the other half of it is that Mercedes offered Valtteri no security. He wasn't going to be aggressive because his only job was to score points for the constructors. And the reason that his only job was that was because Valtteri was on one-year contract after one-year contract after one-year contract. Lewis was on a multi-year contract, so he could be as aggressive, as you know, destructive as he wanted with the car, and he was never going to suffer a consequence. Valtteri had to just drive as safe as possible and listen to everything they said because if he didn't listen to them, he was out of a contract. Okay, well... We're not arguing with, like, you know, that. We're just saying so, that... No, no, my whole thing is... If Valtteri was on a multi-year contract, just like Lewis, where he wouldn't have to worry about his job security on the line, I think he would have been much more competitive. Yeah, but, okay, competitive is different from, can you see him actually beating Lewis? Yes. If he's on a multi-year contract, yes. Oh my god, god, (laughs) what are you saying, bro? 100% if Valtteri didn't have have so much on his shoulders, he 100% puts up a... 100 percent put the uh, title down that is your worst take by far your worst take is thinking that mercedes is going to be better than any of the midfield teams this year (laughs) i cannot wait to watch mercedes crush the midfield i'm they're gonna beat the midfield but like you you cannot possibly think that after bought us is 100 i do 100 how do you do that Unfortunately, it's not the case. Valtteri did what have What gives you that confidence, though? What gives you that confidence? I don't see Valtteri, like, I think Mercedes I'm molded him. I, no, I, I think Mercedes molded uh, psychologically okay. through contract and just the sheer way that they drove him. I think they molded him into a number two driver. Okay, but can you, can you, then if I say that that's what Red Bull are doing to Perez, do you disagree with that right now? Well, everybody knew that was going to happen, though. That's not something I'm arguing. Perez yeah, has every, job security, but everybody knows he's. I mean, to, no to, way. to contrast you, uh, Patrick, mm-hmm. you know, like he's been mold. If you say he's been molded into a second driver, mm-hmm. how like he's done a great job as number one driver to Joe Gunya. Like, oh yeah, he this has is a different situation though. He doesn't have somebody he has to compete with. He's coming in as an experienced driver to train a rookie. This isn't a situation where you have two experienced drivers. Yeah, that's true. Okay, and I mean to be fair, like. By the time uh, Botas joined Mercedes, he was a multiple world, like world champion. So like, mm-hmm. uh, I I kind of get where Jakob's coming from, yeah. where they kind of like made him into a second driver mm-hmm. because they already knew they had a proven race winner and like championship winner. Yeah, and that they so, didn't like, want to have a Nico Rosberg situation again. Exactly, and so like they kind <laughs> yeah. of wanted to take it a little bit easy. So but, really, like, at the same time, yeah. I think that. I think that Botas was like just as capable of winning and potentially winning a championship at mm-hmm. Mercedes. I think they just took the safer route yes. and they kind of like uh, like they, they wanted to secure the championship and the constructors as well because as we know, that's what makes the most money in Formula One. You have to yeah. win the championship and constructors. So like they want to do everything to secure that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 100% yes. Uh, this is all hypothetical, of course. Uh, as it happens, you know, they went with job security. They went with 
securing the constructors. Um, Valtteri did become a multiple race winner at Mercedes, so it's not like he didn't prove himself as a driver, but he was a number two driver. They made him that, mm-hmm. Lewis won. That's fact. Um, mm-hmm. But we are sh- way overshooting on time. Uh, I, <laughs> we got you guys this top 10. A um, lot of interesting uh, takes on this. Um, any final remarks, Bahrain, coming up? Any last things you guys want to talk about? Let's all let's all put our hands together. Let's all put our hands together and pray that what happened last time to Red Bull at Bahrain happens again this time. And oh no, I'm not putting hands together. F1, you've heard me. No, I mean, look, it's gonna be four finish. A double points finish. Oh, dude, if Williams score a double points finish in the first season, in the season opener, I think every single pundit and predictor in the world is going to be thrown for a doozy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait for Aston yeah. Martin to fall off and Ted Kravitz to eat his words about Aston Martin. To be <laughs> Ted Kravitz is a nice guy. I like listening to him. But mm. the fact the fact that he said, sorry to folks, he said that Te- Aston Martin are beating Mercedes over the I, I can't just, believe like, that. The most absurd nonsense he's ever said in his life. Like, come uh, on, man. I have yeah. Fernando P5 over Lewis and George, so we shall see. For the race or for the race? Yeah, for the, the race. race. Yeah. Wow, uh, well. Yeah. Should, <laughs> we, should we keep score? For the, the season. Always has to stuff. For, the, for the rest of the season of our predictions? Listen, listen. Yes. Lewis Hamilton's priority isn't P4, P5. Lewis Hamilton's priority is that eighth title. That belongs to Max Verstappen. So. Oh, here's my thing. Do you think Lewis Hamilton's going to win a championship this year? I think he's going to win no. two championships in the next like years. Next four years, you said. Next. Yeah, well, if his contracts for the next like two to three years, I think he wins two at least. Yeah, but this year, do you think? Do you think uh, he wins this time? year? I think he gets competitive. I don't think he wins. No, I think he gets okay. close, but I don't think he wins. Um, that's all the time we have uh for next time it's gonna be we're gonna have our race review uh we talked about what happened in the race hopefully uh some of these predictions come true i'm really interested to see what happens we'll but until next racing. time let's go we'll get to see some racing guys it's been like three like three months in a week yeah <laughs> um All if right. you guys stay to the end um be sure to drop a comment uh, l- uh let me know who you think is going to get p6 this race all right, um, until next time, I'm Patrick. I'm Patrick. Claire. Jeremy. <laughs> Jacob again. <laughs> <laughs> Two. Definitely Bye, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs>